Welcome to How to Live Cancer-Free with Bill Henderson, best-selling author of three books on healing cancer successfully. Now, here's Bill Henderson. Hello, folks. Thanks for tuning in to How to Live Cancer-Free on webtalkradio.net. We're glad to have you, and we're going to have some wonderful information for you here on the show today. Before we get started in that, though, we want to give you kind of an update of the current information that's going on in the news about cancer. And one of our wonderful folks at Web Talk Radio will be talking to you shortly for a few minutes about that. So stay tuned, and I'll be back shortly. Thanks, Bill. For Web Talk Radio, I'm Anthony DeVoe. Here's a compelling article from SurviveAndThriveCancer.com about beef, a cauldron of hormones. There's a long list of reasons why any woman who wants to considerably reduce her chances of getting breast cancer should consider giving up eating meat. Let's simply take a look at one of those reasons here as it pertains to beef. Beef is a cauldron of estrogenic hormones that directly stimulate the growth of breast cancer cells. Here are some of the facts and figures that the meat industry would prefer you didn't know. The production of meat is a highly competitive, profit-driven enterprise which requires that cattle reach the maximum possible weight in the shortest possible time, while costing the feedlot the minimum possible dollar per head of cattle. It's an equation that's hard to get right without the inclusion of hormones and antibiotics. While the history of the artificial growth stimulation of feedlot cattle through hormone supplementation reads like a long and rather sordid tale, the entire debacle was brought to a head by the eventual 1972 banning of the synthetic estrogen diethylstilbestrol, or DES. After 40 years of convincing evidence that DES, routinely added to the food of feedlot cattle, was highly carcinogenic, eventually its use was discontinued. Looking back, it is nearly impossible to calculate the full scale of consequences that this drug caused to the health of the meat-eating population. Incidentally, DES was also used during this time to treat breast and prostate cancer, as well as to reduce the risk of pregnancy complications. In time, however, far from protecting against cancer, the children born of the pregnant mothers advised to take this drug were to become known as DES daughters and sons because of the cancer-causing effects of its use. So... We can all breathe a sigh of relief now that the meat industry has learned from this grave mistake, right? Well, sadly not. After the banning of DES, one cancer-causing estrogenic hormone was simply replaced by others in our feedlot cattle. Instead of estrogenic hormones added to the food, now various hormones and growth stimulants were added in the form of a single implanted pellet under the skin of one of the ears of the cow. However, things did not stop there. By 1990, the FDA had granted a doubling of the dose, thereby allowing a pellet to be implanted in the skin of both ears. Added to that, when a random survey across numerous states in the U.S. was conducted, it found that approximately 50% of feedlot cattle had additional illegal implants of hormones directly into their muscles, the intention being to further accelerate growth. These intramuscular implants caused much higher absorption of hormones, with resultant significantly higher residues in the meat, forcing the FDA to admit that this could cause adverse effects. Samuel Epstein, professor of occupational and environmental medicine, states that records of hormonal levels in beef obtained under the Federal Freedom of Information Act from the FDA show that even when ranchers implant single hormone pellets beneath the skin under ideal laboratory conditions, hormone levels in meat and other organs are more than triple the levels found in non-implanted controls. Much higher levels, up to 300-fold, result from the common practice of illegal intramuscular implants. A separate report by the FDA on a product called Cinevex-S raised further cause for concern. Cattle that had been implanted with this hormonal product demonstrated estrogen levels of the muscle that were 12 times above normal. In the liver, they were 6 times normal, kidneys 9 times normal, and in fat, 23 times normal. When the cattle were slaughtered for consumption, these levels were higher, and if there were multiple implants or implants in the muscles, they were higher still. So when the meat eater consumes that hearty steak, they also ingest a pharmacy of hormones, most notably estrogenic hormones. Because it has been shown conclusively that our lifetime exposure to estrogen is proportional to our risk of breast cancer, the eating of beef is a health hazard that no one, especially those wishing to avoid breast cancer, should take lightly. 
In addition, breast cancer isn't the only concern here. These estrogenic hormones in meat have also been linked to cancer of the uterus, prostate, and testes. The quite natural alternative, of course, is to embrace a vegetarian diet. If you don't feel you can give up meat, eating grass-fed, organically raised cows is the only other viable option. However, the contamination of beef with estrogenic drugs is only one of many health hazards attached to eating meat. That's a look at cancer in the news this week. For Web Talk Radio, I'm Anthony DeVoe. Now back to you, Bill. Hello, folks. This is Bill Henderson with How to Live Cancer Free again with uh, information for you that will hopefully help you overcome your cancer if you have it or offset it and forget about it if you don't. Uh, this is brought to you on webtalkradio.net by three wonderful sponsors of mine who uh, I want to tell you about one of them right now and then we'll talk about the subject that's going to be of great interest to you, I think, and, and the rest of this show about how to heal certain types of very, very common cancers and a very interesting new discovery here. But uh, one of my sponsors is called the Green Supreme Incorporated. I've known these people for about eight years now. Wonderful folks uh, up in western Pennsylvania who grow barley plants, among other things, on their, their farm there, and they have produced a product called Barley Power, which I take every day, and I recommend every cancer patient take it as well. It's like eating a plate of vegetables, except it's in a pill or capsule form, whichever you prefer. They make it in veggie caps now. If you're not aware of that, you might ask them about it. And most of the cancer patients that I work with are taking this product every day. And it, the, the beauty of it, of course, in addition to all of the trace minerals it gives you and amino acids and so on, is the huge alkalinity that it provides your body with. It, as well, provides you with every enzyme that's known in the human body. That is, those enzymes are needed for virtually every uh, every routine that goes on in our body. So it's extremely important to have them. I take about eight or nine of these every day myself. I recommend cancer patients take about twice that many in, in, a, in a given day just to make sure they get their alkalinity up and they get their their nutrients that they need. To get a hold of this product, it's uh, wonderfully inexpensive. Uh, you can call them at 1-800-358-0777. They're on Eastern Time. If you're outside the United States, you can still call them. They'll ship it to you anywhere. It's uh, area 724-946-9057. And the website, if you want to take a look at it, is greensupreme.net. The name of the company, greensupreme.net. Well, this week we have an interesting interview with you coming up with Dr. Stephen Coles. He is a an academician and researcher at UCLA who is working, among other things, on uh, cellular biology and uh, how our cells respond in certain ways to what's called RNA, which is a messenger that's inside our cells. And you'll learn a lot about this in the interview of course, Dr. Coles is an academician. He does a pretty good job of putting what he believes about this and the important parts of it in language that a layperson like you and me can understand. But I want to give you a little introductory information here that I think will help you put this in context. Um, first of all, of course, the folks that research and and put out information about natural healing products, uh, particularly those that are under clinical studies and so on, are very rare indeed. Most of the studies done of, are of drugs, chemotherapy drugs primarily for treatment of cancer, and are sponsored by the big pharma companies that make billions of dollars on those. And uh, there very, very rarely is a study done because of the, uh, the cost of it on a natural product that can't be patented. So this is a very, very unusual situation, and I want you to appreciate it in a context that I'll try to, try to give you here. Just recently, within the last few days, I have finished a book, actually it's three volumes, a book called The Emperor of All Maladies by a gentleman named Siddhartha Mukherjee, who happens to be an MD and an oncologist. And what he's done is gone back and researched the history of cancer and its treatment back to the 1700s, literally. 
and has put into this set of volumes, which took me almost 30 hours of listening to read as an audiobook, literally, uh, all of the history of cancer and how it's been treated and researched and what is known about it today. In this book, which I listened to the whole thing, in the, with the interest, really, in my case, of finding out how much, if anything, he talked about the natural treatments for cancer that I've researched and I know about, uh, both substances and devices and so on that have been used uh, literally since the late uh, 1800s, the 19th century, people were doing things that heal cancer that are still available today. And there are literally over 400 of these types of treatments, natural treatments we'll call them, that do not involve drugs with side effects, etc., etc., do not involve surgery, radiation, or anything harmful to the body, and that heal cancer for some people. Nothing works for everyone, it turns out, but uh, they work in almost every case much better than the harmful, harsh, and very barbaric treatments that are done for cancer routinely today. So, would you believe, in all of this three volumes, 30 hours of listening, nothing at all was mentioned about what I just told you about. Nothing at all about natural treatment. Now, what was very interesting, particularly after I read this book that we're going to talk about in the second half of this show, The Extraordinary Healing Book by Dr. Stephen Coles, very interesting book, by the way, and we'll tell you how to get it. Uh, but, and I'm interviewing Dr. Coles in the second half of this, this show, so be sure and stay tuned and listen to that because I think you'll find it very interesting. But what I, I discovered in this three-volume set that I listened to, uh, The Emperor of All Maladies, in the third volume, chapter three of it, discussed uh, the discovery in the early 70s of the same thing that we're going to talk about in the second half of this show. And it was discovered by two researchers, one named Temin, T-E-M-I-N, and another one named Baltimore. Uh, Temin was working at, uh, in Pasadena, California, and in Wisconsin at the University of Wisconsin. Baltimore was on the, on the East Coast somewhere. And about the same time, they discovered the same thing, essentially, that we're going to talk about in the second half of this show. What they, what they did was discover that the cells operate in a way that at the time seemed completely uh, in, incongruous with what was known at the time about DNA. What they found was something called reverse transcription, which means instead of the DNA communicating to the RNA as a messenger, which in turn communicates to the, to the uh, proteins that make up the rest of the cell, what's called the cytoplasm, uh, which Dr. Coles will talk about. Instead of that being the standard routine, what these researchers found was that uh, the RNA, in fact, communicates back sometimes to the DNA of the cell and modifies it sometimes in a helpful way, sometimes in a harmful way. Sometimes it, uh, it, the messenger is to activate certain genes that perform certain functions in the body. In other cases, the message is a harmful one that causes the cell to break down. And these are what are called RNA fragments, are what were discovered by the gentleman that Dr. Coles wrote this book about that we're going to talk about, Dr. Mirko Biljansky in France. And so, at the same time that this was being discovered in the United States, virtually uh, in the early 70s, it was also discovered by Dr. Beljansky in France, and he actually carried out much more uh, thorough research on the natural substances that could be used to uh, affect these RNA fragments and to affect the messages delivered by RNA to the, to the DNA of our cells, a very, very basic uh, function of cellular biology. And at the time, of course, the theory, uh, both in the United States and in Europe, was very new and there was a lot of resistance to it, as there usually is with the dogma of the medical community. Uh, I think Dr. <laughs> Dr. Garcia came up with the greatest uh, statement the other day. He says, I love to run over their dogma with my karma. Well, yeah, that's what I feel as well. Uh, what I love to see is a, a disproving of what is accepted as a medical uh, fact 
uh, with what is really true research. And that's what's been done here. Because by proving, which they've done, that the DNA does not always communicate one way, down a one-way street as they call it, to the RNA, to the protein, that the communication goes back the other way. And what they've proven is that things that affect the cell do affect directly the DNA of that cell and of the operation of our bodies accordingly. And at times, they affect it by expressing genes that, uh, for example, the BRAC1, BRAC2 gene that are associated with breast cancer, uh, apparently are activated and expressed only when there's some RNA message brought to the DNA which is affected by our lifestyle choices, believe it or not. There have been research done in the, in the Great Britain area among women. I've read about this study, and what they found was women who said that if they found the BRAC1 or BRAC2 gene in their family, in their genes, they would have both breasts cut off. They would do a double mastectomy. 36% of them said they would do that as a preventive measure if they found that those genes existed in their family's genealogy. Well, this is absolutely ridiculous, folks. It's, this is the after effects of the, of the DNA and genetic uh, theories about how genes control our life and everything in our body and so on which of course has been disproven now. And one of the primary things that helped to disprove that was the research done by Timmon and Baltimore in the United States, but also Dr. Mirko Beljansky, who we'll talk about in France. And so what they've proven is that the expression of genes is not uh, routine, is not something that always happens. It happens because of messages brought to the, the, the DNA by some form of RNA uh, in what's called reverse transcription. And this is, uh, I think, very interesting for a number of reasons. One is uh, emphasizing, of course, the importance of uh, lifestyle choices, but also emphasizing the importance of natural substances versus drugs. The research done by Timmon and Baltimore in this country has led to the attempt to develop drugs, which has been unsuccessful so far, by the way. And what we're going to talk about in the second half of the show is the work done by Beljansky in France, which has resulted in a product which I'm using currently, which is supposed to reverse prostate cancer, but also reduce the size of the prostate for men like me that have a, an enlarged prostate at, at the age of, of 79 or even much earlier than that. So this is a super important subject. The uh, company that we'll talk about in the second half of the show has a number of products now. It's run by the daughter of, of Mirko Beljansky, the person who discovered this wonderful uh, set of uh, natural substances, literally a couple of herbs, and some other what are called RNA fragments, which have been put into this, uh, this natural capsule form that you can buy now. What I'm using is called Prostabel, which we'll talk about in the interview, and we'll give you a source for that. But there are also half a dozen other products by this same company that uh, Sylvie Beljansky, his daughter, is running, and his wife, uh, who was involved with Beljansky's uh, research in France, is working with her. Unfortunately, Mirko Beljansky was, was uh, imprisoned in France. His lab was closed down even after he had helped uh, the president of France, Francois Mitterrand, recover from prostate cancer with his discoveries. Uh, there was so much political uh, uproar over this uh, fight between the DNA guys and the, the RNA. Uh, really, Bel Beljansky was pretty much on his own, except for a few researchers like the two in the United States. And there was so much political uh, hubbub about that that they eventually closed down Beljansky's uh, research lab completely and eventually jailed him uh, during and for the last year and a half or so of his life up until 1998 when he died. He was in jail. So th this is kind of the typical reaction of the system to new discoveries like this. Uh, if they interfere with the, the status quo, 
and you've heard this story on, on this radio show many times about the many suppressions of natural healing regimens and so on that have been done over the years by essentially the political apparatus built by the billions or trillions of dollars of drug company money that rule essentially our entire political system and the medical system that we all rely on for treatment when we get some kind of uh, degenerative condition like cancer. And as a result, the whole system is very corrupt, as you know, and will remain so probably for our lifetime. So certainly all of you listening to this show need to understand completely that independent research on your part, learning about your own healing, and taking charge of that, taking responsibility for it, is vitally important. That is the only way you're going to live. Because even the so-called researchers like uh, Siddhartha Mukherjee that wrote this wonderful set of volumes about the history of cancer and its treatment completely ignore the 400 treatments that I know about that have healed cancer and still do in many, many cases and far more successful than anything done by the cancer doctors up to this day. So this is the system we live in, folks. You need to be aware of it. You need to be aware that there are people around like uh, Dr. Stephen Coles, and I'm going to interview Dr. Aaron Katz at uh, Columbia University, and of course Mirko Beljansky and so on, who are doing research on natural products, and they're totally dedicated to it and trying to bring them to you. And you need to, you know, look for those kind of things within the haystack of the, of the propaganda surrounding drugs and treatment by doctors. This is how you're going to survive in the environment we live in, folks, believe me. Teach your, your loved ones, please. Uh, get them to listen to this show if they can. Get them to read my book or read uh, Dr. Cole's book. We're going to talk about uh, Extraordinary Healing read things that will enlighten them about the environment that they live in medically and how they have to take charge of their own health care if they want to stay well. Well, my other two sponsors are, are wonderful people too. I, I like the folks at Our Health Co-op, as you know, simply because they bring you the highest quality and lowest price supplements that you can find anywhere. Their website, makinghealthaffordable.com, will lead you to the products that they have. And if you're taking supplements of any kind now and you're not getting them from our health co-op, you should at least compare prices with theirs because theirs have been tested in the independent lab to show that what is on the container is actually what's in the substance, whatever it is. And believe me, that I don't know of any other supplier that does this. So many of the things that we take uh, on faith, basically, do not have in them what they say on the package, unfortunately. So in order to get some of this, these products, you want to go to the website, certainly, is one good way to explore all the options they have. Uh, the other way, of course, is to call their order desk in Florida. It's 1-800-667-0781. They do ship as well all over the United States. If you're outside the U.S., call area 561-863-5300. Well, as most of you know, the first thing I take every morning is something called transfer point beta-glucan, which is a, a specific form of beta-glucan which is unique. Uh, this particular form is extremely successful at activating the neutrophil cells in your immune system, which is about 60% of the immune system cells. So it's very important, and it activates them to where they recognize cancer cells and take care of them. So this has been proven by a, a large number of people that I've worked with, but certainly a large numbers uh, that, uh, that I'm not working with, that this is the most effective immune-boosting product around. But also it's been tested in an independent lab at the University of Louisville, by the gentleman who is probably the expert on beta-glucan in the world and has found this product to be superior to about three dozen other immune-boosting products. So very, very important that you get some of this. Now, how to get it? Well, what they recommend at Transfer Point is that you take a look at their website where they're, they're putting up the agents that they have for selling this, uh, both here in the United States and in Europe. 
the website is transferpoint.com, just the name of their company, transferpoint.com. If you prefer, you can call them in South Carolina. The number is 803, area code 5610342, and uh, they'll be glad to tell you where the, the best source for this is and the cheapest source uh, because it's the same product. But there is a distributor in Europe and you might want to learn about that so give them a call. They will they will tell you how to find their uh, distributors and which ones are giving you the best deal at the time. Well stay tuned folks. You're going to love this interview I do with Dr. Coles and just uh, listen toward the end to the interesting discussion we have about dental toxins. What I found interesting about this is that like most academicians and and uh, even holistic physicians but certainly MDs, Dr. Coles is totally uh, uninformed about the importance of dental toxins to our health. When I talk about dental toxins he assumes I'm talking about mercury which is probably the least of the problems uh, compared to root canal filled teeth and cavitation sites where you've had teeth removed and so on. Just an interesting aside, um, this is true of almost anyone that I work with, holistic physicians, uh, all of them, who have not researched this as I have, are unaware of the prevalence of dental toxins in all degenerative conditions, basically. So, hey, I don't want to nag you folks, but it's something you need to take care of and uh, and listen to me about. Read my book. Uh, if you want to sign up for my coaching, there's a, a coaching page at my website, which is beatingcancergently.com with hyphens between the words. The coaching page will describe to you how I do telephone coaching for people who've read my book and want some more help with uh, dental toxin issues and emotional issues and other issues that might help them overcome their cancer and talking to me about it. So take a look at that if you would. Stay tuned now folks, you're going to love this interview I think with Dr. Coles. Coming up right now. Well hello folks, I'm back and I have a very interesting guest for you today. I think you'll really enjoy this interview so be sure and, and stick around for the whole thing. I'm talking to Dr. Stephen Coles, who is both an MD and a PhD, and he is uh, an active uh, professor at, at uh, UCLA at the moment, my alma mammy as a, fa as a matter of fact, and uh, he is also an expert on supercentenarians, which are people over 110 years of age, and we'll talk to him a little bit about that. Uh, he has been a very, very active person in uh, the business of research of uh, genetic behavior of our cells and biology in general. But recently, just two or three years ago, he discovered the work of a Dr. Mirko Beljansky in France. And this wonderful uh, research biologist discovered some things that have become very, very interesting to certain people who are, are trying to heal cancer of various types. And that's why I want you to pay a lot of attention here folks because what we're going to be talking about is of interest to both men and women listening to this about a natural approach to healing cancer that is just now becoming uh, known to the to the general public and to men in medicine who are interested in natural healing which is of course a fairly small uh, percentage of those people involved in treatment of cancer this is unfortunate and we want to increase that if we can and we're trying to get information to you so that you will get information to those you love uh, about this subject. Thank you very much for joining us today Dr. Coles, we appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome. And we, what we want to talk about of course is your experience with Dr. Beljansky's research. How did you come to find out about him? Well, about three or four years ago, I was investigating a particular molecule that occurs in all our cells called RNA. Right. And I came across his name uh, because a lot of the work that he did in the early years was ignored. And um, actually, uh, now, when we look backwards in time, we see that he was totally unappreciated and uh, was 
like 20 years before his time in order to get his ideas out into the general marketplace. And I thought it would be a good idea to write a book about his story so that we could uh, you know, revitalize the research that he did uh, because it's now coming into uh, important therapeutic uh, value for ordinary patients with cancer. Yeah, really, and I found it very, very interesting. The book, folks, is called Extraordinary Healing by Dr. Stephen Cole, C-O-L-E-S. Uh, it's on Amazon, and you can look it up. Uh, I would certainly get a hold of that if I were you and read it because it will open a door that none of us are aware of until we read this book, believe me, because you're not going to hear about this subject from your, your cancer doctor, believe me. Uh, what is it about the, the Beljansky approach that is so unusual and was so unpopular? Obviously, he became a victim of the politics surrounding DNA and so on, I guess, in his days. Did he not? He did. And uh, let me explain a little bit about that. He, he was born in Yugoslavia, but he moved to France. Uh, fairly early on and got an appointment as a researcher at the Institut Pasteur in Paris. And he uh, reported to the director of that institute, who was a Nobel Prize winner named Jacques Bonnard, um, and uh, did a lot of important research uh, on his own. And I heard his name when I was teaching in France, actually. I lived in Paris myself for about three years. Uh-huh. And uh, Monod um, had a strong uh, belief in the central dogma of molecular biology at that time, which was that there is a fundamental molecule of inheritance called DNA, deoxyribonucleic acid. Right. It was um, uh, something whose structure was completely unknown back in the early years, but back in, I guess, 1953 or 54. Uh, Watson and Crick, whose name I'm sure your audience is familiar with, um, identified the structure of DNA as a double helix. Okay. And uh, they published a short uh, letter in Nature, one of the important scientific publications uh, that all scientists read. And it was because of that work that Watson and Crick got the Nobel Prize. Yeah, and at that time, after their discovery, uh, the DNA became uh, believed in by many, many scientists, I guess, as the answer to all, uh, once you could solve the genome and figure out what the genes did, that this was going to be the answer to all of our medical mysteries, was it not? Exactly. <laughs> so uh, that hasn't quite happened. Uh, why well, is that? It was in the year 2000 or so when then-President Clinton um, announced that we had sequenced the DNA of the first human being. Actually, it was a mosaic of several individuals, but um, it wasn't until a couple of years later that we had a great confidence in the full sequence of uh, the first person um, who was named Craig Venter, a well-known scientist at the time that was competing for the honor of being the first to do a sequence. Right. And I think the second person to have a sequence of their DNA done, 3.1 billion base pairs, was the Nobel Prize winner, James Watson. I see. And uh, now we have dozens of these sequences, actually, maybe a hundred of them uh, stored in a database. And so we can look at DNA uh, for human beings and compare them to chimpanzees or monkeys and so forth and realize that 98% of the DNA um, is held in common between all primates. Right. And uh, so that that was an important discovery. But the next thing that I I should explain to your uh, listening audience is that there's another molecule that comes from the DNA called RNA, a ribonucleic acid. And that RNA molecule is called an mRNA for messenger because it forms a template that will be used in the cytoplasm of the cell to build all the proteins that we need, both the structural proteins, which are like bricks that are used to assemble structure, and also the enzymatic proteins that are critical for carrying on biochemical 
processes that take place in the cell. Yeah, so so they, the messenger uh, then comes off of the DNA, right. and it's a single um, helix, okay. not a double helix. So it's shaped like a corkscrew, and it sort of twists its way through one of the pores of the nucleus, uh, which is a membrane surrounding all of our chromosomes. And it winds up in the cytoplasm of the cell where it's transcribed into proteins using other RNA molecules that okay. go by the name of rRNA or ribosomal RNA, using another RNA called tRNA or transfer RNA. And so you can see there's a whole family of RNA molecules. I see, yeah. What we so did the... not know at the time yeah. was that a lot of these RNA molecules don't go into the cytoplasm. And so this sort of uh, broke down the central dogma of Watson and Crick. Yeah. And this yeah, the dogma RNA at the time was that with the, the DNA communicated with the RNA somehow, and the RNA transferred its message to the proteins, uh, to oversimplify this probably, uh, and at, at that time, the dogma was that the uh, the DNA was everything, and, and that the mutations of that are really what caused a disease, and that's what they were trying to research at the time, like cancer, for example, was assumed to be a, uh, a mutation of some kind of gene uh, that caused cancer. So what, did, what was Beljansky's discovery that, that made, this, uh, made him so unpopular with this, uh, the dogma that was going on at the time? Well, he discovered that RNA molecules could be used to prevent cancer. And, you know, the new RNA was called RNA-I, where the little I for capital R, capital N, capital A, is for inhibitor. Okay. And this RNA molecule actually feeds back to the DNA and regulates or controls the expression of genes in the DNA to make more or less of the messenger. Yeah. And that was not fully understood even by Beljansky himself, but he learned about this in the laboratory, empirically, working with different uh, phytochemicals that come from plants. And, yeah, and he was a tireless researcher, as I understand. He, he did, you know, many, many... 18-hour uh, days in the lab and, and worked uh, on his own, really, most of the time, I guess. Did he not? Yes. And, and in fact, he uh, uh, got his wife, Monique, to work with him in the lab. And as a pair, they did a tremendous amount of work in a number of places. Yeah, um, in interesting. And well, uh, it turns out that um, because of this conflict between uh, Beljansky's boss, Jacques Monod and Beljansky himself, right. that Monod pulled some strings with the police force and the government and uh, got his lab completely closed down. Oh, my goodness. Um, it turned out that, uh, uh, by coincidence, the then president of France, uh, François Mitterrand, uh, developed a type of cancer, a prostate cancer, in which he used some of the RNA molecules that were developed by Beljansky's lab and actually got better. And recovered, yeah, pretty much. At least he finished out his term, I guess, in 1995 or so, was it not? Yes, he finished out his second term, uh, which went for another 18 months at that time. And uh, I think he even lived another year or two longer before he passed away. Right, and he uh, was so in. Yeah, he really was in serious. That Beljansky's molecules of inhibitory RNA were extremely important in extending the life of cancer patients. Right, and, and the French people were very unhappy that these molecules and these compounds were not going to be available to the public. Yeah, really, and, and there, there was were lots demonstrations of, yeah. by students in the streets of Paris saying, uh, we want these uh, compounds made available right now yeah. for people who need them. I've never seen a demonstration like that uh, for big pharma <laughs> drugs, frankly. That's uh, but right. <laughs> these, these well, are uh, it very... It out that his daughter, Sylvie, who was actually born in New York but lived most of her life in France, came back to New York and began a company 
uh, called Natural Source right. to uh, commercialize these products here in the United States. And that may be of great interest to some of your listeners. Oh, my, yes. Uh, I want to tell them about that now. would be as good a time as any because this is important, folks. I, I've tried this stuff. I've just started a couple of days ago, and I'm going to report to you my my findings on it. I haven't got enough experience yet, but I am trying this product that we're going to tell you about now, and uh, it seems to be helping. Of course, it's uh, it's probably the the old uh, placebo effect so far. I, I expect it to help me, and it, it probably will eventually, but probably not this soon. But the product is called Prostabel, P-R-O-S-T-A-B-E-L, and it is a, a compound of the Beljansky uh, discovery about uh, not just uh, not just healing cancer cells, which it will do, and it's per- particularly effective for prostate cancer and breast cancer both, but it also helps uh, people like me who have a, an enlarged prostate, and most men my age do, uh, to reduce that and reduce our, our inflammation uh, effects uh, and the problems with urination and so on uh, from the prostate being enlarged. So I want to tell you how to get this product, and uh, it, there's a special discount available this week, by the way, uh, only from March 28th through April 4th. Uh, the, the name of the company is Natural Source, and the website is natural-source.com. And if you go to that website, uh, you'll find uh, information about the product. But if you want to order it this week, uh, I want you to call this number because you'll get a 20% discount off the price. And by the way, this is not cheap. It's The normal price is $145 for a jar of 100 of them, I believe. And uh, it's not inexpensive, but you'll get about a $30, $30 discount off of that, 20% discount. If you call this number and just tell them you heard about it on this show, the number to call, and this is an international uh, toll-free number, by the way, it works from outside the United States. It's uh, 888-308-7066. I'm sorry. 308-308. And just make sure you tell them that you heard about it on this show, and you'll get 20% off. But it's only good for a week, folks, so get busy and take a look at this. Believe me, it'll be worth a trial for you because of all of the the research that's been done, and, and they have lots of information on this. It's being researched right now at uh, Columbia University by do- uh, Dr. Aaron Katz. Uh, tell us a little bit about his research, if you would, Dr. Coles. Well, uh, Dr. Katz uh, worked with both Beljansky's wife, Monique, and um, uh, Beljansky's daughter, Sylvie, to learn about this research, and he began to study um, all of the different compounds that Beljansky was working on at the time and see if he could reproduce here in New York uh, the effects with cells, uh, so-called in vitro, and uh, in the laboratory to see if we could stop the proliferation of cancer cells. And he discovered that the Prostabel product that you just mentioned, which contains Pal Pereira and Rolofia, do inhibit the growth of cancer cells. Yeah, and those are two natural substances, I guess, from uh, from South America and Africa, actually. Yeah, they're herbals, as we herbs. call them, sure. because they come from plants. Yeah, and, uh, and Dr. Katz has become very interested in this, and of course his... Uh, uh, Beljansky's daughter is the one who runs this company that I just mentioned, the Natural Source Company, and she is, has pursued uh, people like Katz uh, to uh, you know, take advantage of, of the, all of the studies that her father, uh, you know, Dr. Beljansky, did in France primarily. Let me read you something about this study that Dr. Katz, uh, I'm reading from, from Dr. Cole's book, Extraordinary Healing, here. Dr. Katz says, we found there was real scientific evidence that the combination of Rawolfia vomitoria and Pau Pereira had a powerful inhibitory effect on the ability of prostate cells to grow and divide. Uh, 
That was very interesting to our team. But then later he talks about something that caught my eye, because what he's saying here is that he began a clinical trial in 2006, and he enrolled some 42 patients with elevated prostate-specific antigen, PSA readings, averaging 8 to 10 on the PSA scale, that's me, and a negative biopsy, that's me, I've had four negative biopsies as a matter of fact, a group of men that in the industrialized world numbers in the millions. So this is most men uh, over the age of 50, 55 or so uh, who this applies to. And believe me, all he's trying to do is replicate the research that has already been done and documented by Dr. Biljansky in France. So there's no need to wait for this, gentlemen. This stuff works, okay? I'm quite sure it does. And I'm sure it will help me, and I want it to help you. So by all means, uh, you know, take, take uh, $110 or whatever it costs you out of your pocket and try this out. Neither of us, neither Dr. Coles nor I, have any financial interest in this product. It's just something that looks very, very promising for reversing all of the, uh, the effects of a lar enlarged prostate and also reversing prostate cancer. Tell us about what you found about the, uh, the effectiveness of this with reversing actual cancers instead of just what I'm using it for, which is to reduce the size of my prostate. Well, uh, there are a number of products that are being tested at the Center for Holistic Urology at Columbia University by Dr. Katz. In addition to Lady Bell, there's Real Build, which contains the RNA fragments that come from E. coli bacteria to stimulate platelet production uh, during chemotherapy. I mean, many of your patients, I'm sure, are aware that conventional treatment for cancer involves radiation therapy and chemotherapy. Right. That's why they lose their hair and why they have nausea and vomiting and so forth, because this is a sledgehammer approach to uh, the therapy of cancer, where it affects not just cancer cells specifically, but all the rapidly dividing cells of the body. Right. And uh, you know, when that happens, the bone marrow is affected, and you lose um, the megakaryocytes that are the precursors for platelets. And that can interfere with your ability for blood clotting. And you know, they, sometimes we have to stop the chemotherapy treatment because of that. So the, the real build uh, is a product that can help to protect the bone marrow in its production of platelets so you can complete a normal course of chemotherapy and radiotherapy. Okay, there so that a, should be used in conjunction with the conventional treatments then, right? Exactly. Okay, uh, very and, interesting. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ladybell is another compound that is being sold by natural source uh, that contains gold leaf ginkgo biloba <clears throat> to protect uh, the normal cells against radiation. And so that's another compound that cancer patients who are undergoing regular um, conventional therapy for cancer should investigate. Of course, all of these things should be done in collaboration with a physician if you are already under a doctor's care for you know, cancer with these conventional types of chemotherapy and radiotherapy treatments. Yeah, and if they don't agree with them, you might want to consider finding another doctor. Uh, yeah, getting a second <laughs> opinion is very important. And going to see Dr. Katz, for example, at Columbia could be an alternative. There you are. We're, we're talking to Dr. Stephen Coles. Uh, the author of a very interesting book called Extraordinary Healing. Uh, the subtitle is How the Discoveries of Mirko Beljansky, the World's First Green Molecular Biologist, Can Protect and Restore Your Health. And this is true. Regardless of what your health condition is, it's important to understand these, these uh, principles that are outlined in this book that uh, Dr. Beljansky discovered. Believe me, they are extremely useful in the treatment of cancer, but they also apply, I think, to other degenerative conditions. Do they not, Dr. Coles? Yes. Anything that involves uh, inflammation, like uh, 
rheumatoid arthritis, for example, is an autoimmune disease. Right. And if you can use these herbals um, to reduce inflammation, that can get rid of some of your bad symptoms of pain in your joints. Okay, very good. You're very interesting. One of the things I've discovered that is the most uh, prominent cause of cancer among the people I've talked to, and this is over 3,000 people on the telephone now, uh, I've talked to about their cancers all over the world, Dr. Coles. One of those is uh, dental toxins. Uh, one of the things that you never hear about from a, from a medical professional, uh, a doctor and the dentists are all in denial about it, but it's the most common cause, I think, of the cells breaking down. As uh, Beljansky discovered, uh, this cell, cell disorganization process is caused by a lot of external forces, a lot of things that happen to us, uh, food that we eat that's uh, you know, lacking in nutrients or full of uh, chemicals or whatever, but also the dental problems uh, that people have, root canal fillings, for example, are very, very common causes of, of all kinds of cancers, I've discovered. Have you ever heard about this theory at all? Oh, yes, I've heard of the theory. I don't know really very much about the data that supports the conclusion that mercury in fillings could be a cause of cancer. But um, you know, dentists, I know, are now much more sensitive uh, to this issue and are willing uh, to use other types of filling material in putting in dental fillings. Uh, yeah, mercury is probably the least of, of the worries as far as I can tell with the cancer patients. Obviously, heavy metals are not good for your body, but root canal fillings and cavitation sites where you've had teeth removed, like wisdom teeth, are the most common cause of all cancers, in my opinion. And uh, almost 95% of the people I talk to on the, on the phone about their cancers have serious dental toxin problems. And when they get them cleaned up, they get well because they take away the primary source of toxins that are that are unregulating the cell operation which is what Dr. Biljansky was was looking at basically is how to how do cells uh, deregulate and get out of whack and don't do the job that they're designed to do so at any rate that, that's uh, that's a theory that I've actually developed over the last few years of talking to a lot of people but anyway we'll see what what I was very interested in uh, is your uh, association with an expertise in the uh, supercentenarian uh, aspect with people over 110 years of age. Is there any uh, common thread that you've found among those people that you've researched? Yes, there is. You know, when I interviewed a lot of these people over the last 10 years, um, they had apparently nothing in common. They had different religions, different occupations. Um, they had very different lifestyles, one from another, but the common theme was that they had long-lived relatives. Awesome. Their parents were long-lived, and their siblings, that is, brothers and sisters, were long-lived, and probably their children will be long-lived as well. So you want the choice of genes to be right when you're so, born. Yes, they got a lucky roll of the dice, so <laughs> I, to speak, I see. in inheriting good genes from their parents that allowed them to escape from the conventional causes of disease that are written on death certificates, like heart disease, the number one killer, or sure. cancer, or uh, I guess uh, COPD, which is a lung disease, or stroke, or diabetes, or Alzheimer's disease. You know, these people all escape from those diseases, but they wind up uh, having their life shortened instead of living even longer than 110 right. uh, because of a disease called amyloidosis. Um, there's a particular form of the amyloid protein called TTR in all capital letters, uh -huh. uh, which stands for transthyretin. And uh, it turns out that there is um, a native protein in the body to transport thyroid hormone from the gland that's in your neck to all the cells of your body to calibrate the mitochondria, okay. special organelles in the cells that produce the heat that keeps our body temperature regulated. I see. So like 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit or 37 centigrade is the normal body temperature that doesn't change very much unless you have a fever, of course. Yeah. Um, and so to get the thyroid hormone to 
the cells of the body, you need to have a transporter. And this protein uh, is um, you know, a tetramer or four subunits that are attached that with age could become unstable I and see. then unfold and then misfold and it becomes very sticky and rubbery and it accumulates in all of the vessels of the body and infiltrating every organ, the lungs and the heart and the kidney and the liver and so forth. And ultimately, it causes hypertension because there's increased resistance to blood flow. And the heart tries to compensate for this by hypertrophying, but ultimately there are limitations that cause congestive heart failure. And then that's typically what is written on the death certificate by an attending physician. I see. When you go to do an autopsy, and now I've done eight autopsies of supercentenarians at UCLA and other places in the pathology department, uh, we discover that um, this protein is ultimately the underlying cause of death. But there's no cure for this TTR amyloidosis at the present time. And that's one of the things that our foundation is working on to find a treatment for amyloidosis. Interesting. If we uh, found that, by the way, um, it would be possible that supercentenarians could live even longer. Yeah, I'll bet. And do, then, do you agree uh, with the theory that uh, our bodies are programmed to live an average of 120 years or so, uh, just well, based no, on the, the average telomeres and so? Is like 79 or 80. Well, sure, now, but the, the design of the body and the telomeres that are attached to our cells uh, are a much longer time than we experience now, are they not? Well, the maximum lifespan ever recorded in history was Jeanne Calmet, a French lady who died at 122. Uh-huh. So probably, if we ignore what is written in the Bible about Methuselah, who was alleged to have lived to 969, <laughs> yeah. then the only documented case in modern times that we have is this lady, Jeanne Calmet, who died in 1997, and she was an outlier. She was so extreme in her longevity that nobody has come close to her Guinness Book of Records record in the last 12 years. I see. And so really 125 or so is the maximum lifespan that we would expect to see in any member of our species called Homo sapiens. Well, I, I hope to join your super centenar- centenarian club here uh, eventually. I've got yeah, a few years to go. We want to do that, <laughs> and, and we want to do that, and not just live a long time, but no. to live with great health at the same time. Yeah, the quality of life is the, the most important thing, I think. Yeah, so I'm working with Stanford University uh, professors to do DNA sequencing of all of these people, and if we find out what is special about their genes because we know it's an inherited phenotype, then maybe we will develop a drug discovery program that will benefit ordinary people like you and I. Wonderful. Well, in the meantime, folks, you need to get a hold of Dr. Cole's book. It's Extraordinary Healing, and it's about uh, Dr. Mirko Beljansky, uh, a French researcher and, and biologist who has discovered a wonderful combination of elements that help to... Uh, offset cancers, reverse cancer, they're natural elements, but they also help with reducing the size of the prostate, which is what I'm working on at the moment. So look into this, folks. Get a hold of the, uh, take a look at the website first of all. It is uh, natural-source.com, just the way it sounds. And if you want to order this product, which is called Prostabel, the one I'm using for the prostate, uh, you can call this number. Uh, and get a 20% discount this week only, March 28th to April 4th, 2011. Uh, You call 888-308-7066 and mention that you heard about it on this show and you'll get 20% off the normal price, which is not cheap, by the way. Uh, So I would certainly look into this if I were you. You know, try a bottle of this and uh, by the end of the first bottle, you'll probably probably notice some difference, uh, some improvement. Uh, I I certainly expect to, and I'm going to keep trying it. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Coles. We appreciate all of this information, and your book is a wonderful resource for all the people listening to this show, and I hope that they all pick it up and read it 
and uh, act accordingly because it's a it's a great piece of advice and uh, we appreciate your putting it together and and sharing it with us today thanks so much well thank you i enjoyed this opportunity to talk with you and your audience okay thank you very much dr coles we'll talk to you soon bye-bye bye-bye thanks for listening to how to live cancer free with bill henderson 